Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. I'm Dylan Tyre, and this is Believe in Ohio State. Welcome to another week of Believe in Ohio State. Very happy to have you back with me and very excited for this week's episode because finally we get to start talking about this season, the 2020 season of Ohio State football. And like we talked about last week, it is now official. Ohio State is back. The Big Ten is back this season. And with that, there are some rules for returning to play this season that we're going to go over right now. So obviously, with everything that's going on in the world, everything that's going on surrounding COVID-19, there's got to be protocols in place. So right now, we're going to go over the Big Ten's protocols going into this 2020 season. First and foremost, as you would expect, like they're doing in essentially all sports going on right now, Ohio State players and Ohio State football staff are going to be tested every single day starting September 30th. Now, if you test positive, you take a different test to confirm the results of that first test. So testing, remember, beginning September 30th, it's going to be until the end of the season, every single day. And if you test positive, you take another test to confirm the results of that first test to make sure there are no false positives. Now, if you test positive, there's a 21-day suspension mandated. You cannot play, you cannot be around the team for 21 days if you test positive. And if that happens, the players have to undergo a series of cardiac tests in order to return to play. So at minimum, you're going to be out 21 days if you test positive and it's confirmed. Then you have to undergo a series of cardiac tests to make sure you're fit to play. And after those 21 days, after those cardiac tests, you're good to go. Now, as a team, if the Buckeyes are over 5% positive, they have to stop practice immediately and not play any games that week until that rate drops below 5%. So a team cannot be over 5% positive at any point in the season to continue playing. Now, a little bit of math, Ohio State has 120 players on their roster, so that means that six positive tests in one week cancels practice 
and the game for that week. And we've already seen it this week with Notre Dame in the ACC this season. They're postponing their game because of a series of positive tests. So it's very real. It's a very real possibility that Ohio State would have to cancel practice and potentially postpone a game. But uh, there is flexibility in the ACC schedule where Notre Dame can afford to postpone their game. In the Big Ten, on the other hand, they have no sort of schedule flexibility the way they have things set up. So I don't know if a game could potentially be postponed. I don't know if they could replay a game. I think it might just have to be canceled. So obviously, that's very, very serious for Ohio State. They want to keep as many of those protocols in place as they possibly can. They want to keep the players as safe as they possibly can because they do not want to be over 5% positive as a team. So those are all the rules in place before we start play this season. Testing beginning later this month, September 30th. It will go through the remainder of the season. And as of right now, Ohio State's begun practice and they're operating as if it were the season. They're doing that testing. They're keeping everybody away from each other. They have their season protocols in place right now just to start to make it habitual. So that's good for Ohio State. They're going to try to keep as many players from testing positive as possible. And in fact, it would be great like we're seeing in a lot of other sports right now if Ohio State didn't have any players testing positive. And if Ohio State's able to do all that, it gives them the very best chance to win a national championship. And with that in mind, that also gives you the very best chance for you to win some money. Because remember, the wait is finally over. Big Ten football is back. And while you might not be able to be at these games this season, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I've got all sorts of picks later in this show about Ohio State season props. We're going to have more about player props in the coming week, so I'm very excited to finally provide for you guys my Ohio State picks. We're obviously going to go week by week with game picks as well as this season kicks off, but Bet Online is the place to make some money on Ohio State football this season. From game spreads and totals to team and player props, even coach props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than ever any place online. They also have their online casino as well. That never closes if you're not interested in sports betting. They've got an online casino. Make a lot of money there as well, 24-7, because their online casino, remember, never closes. So make sure to head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. You can get a lot of free money on betonline.ag today. Again, that's betonline.ag. Make sure to sign up today. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. So back to Ohio State football. As I mentioned, we've got some actual football to talk about on this week's episode of Believe in Ohio State, and that's because the Ohio State football schedule has officially been released. Here we go. We're going to break it down. First, I'm going to give you the games and the dates. Then we're going to go game by game. I'm going to give you my first initial thoughts on each Ohio State game this season. And every year, everybody wants to talk about a trap game for Ohio State. And you look at the schedule this season, which I'll give you in just a moment, and it may be hard to pick one out, especially because it's a shorter season this year. The way Ohio State dominated the Big Ten for much of the season last year, they have obviously Justin Fields back this season, Ryan Day in his second full season at the helm for Ohio State. So a lot of people believe that Ohio State's going to be very tough to beat this season. But I do have a trap game. Game picked out this year, and I'll tell you why. But first, we're going to start off with game number one. October 24th, Ohio State opens the season at the shoe 
against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So that's week one. Week two, a Halloween game at Penn State. So a big one early for Ohio State. Week two at Penn State on October 31st. Then week three, November 7th, Ohio State will face off against Rutgers at Ohio Stadium. A week later on the 14th of November, they'll travel to Maryland to take on the Terps. Then on November 21st, Ohio State will face off against the Indiana Hoosiers at home. Then on November 28th, the Buckeyes travel to Champaign to take on the Illinois Fighting Illini. Second to last game of the regular season, it will be at Michigan State December 5th. The Buckeyes will take on the Spartans in East Lansing. Then the final game of the year, as it should be. Of course, when the first schedule came out this year, Ohio State was set to open things up early against Michigan, but the game moved back to the final week of the season, as I believe it always should be. December 12th, Ohio State will take on the Wolverines, the team up north, at the shoe. That's the final game of the regular season. There is a week nine. That's essentially Big Ten Championship week, but every team in the Big Ten is going to be playing that week. And the way they have it set up, it'll be the one seed in the East versus the one seed in the West for the official Big Ten Championship. But it's going to work like the second seed plays the second seed in each division, the three seed plays the three seed, and so on throughout the remainder of the teams. So a nice little wrinkle in there, a little bit of extra football for all these teams and all their fans. I love that the Big Ten is doing that with Week 9, with Championship Week, that every team is going to play, but we're still going to have our Big Ten Championship game. So just a nice little added wrinkle in there by the Big Ten that I love. But here we go. We're going to go back to week one, Ohio State versus Nebraska, as I'm going to break things down a little bit here. That game, I mean, a lot of people like to to pick out the Nebraska game whenever Ohio State plays them as a potential trap game. That's because Nebraska has kind of a sexy coach in Scott Frost. They've got a great history of being a strong program. In recent years, they have not been great. Ohio State has five straight victories against Nebraska they won 48-7 to on the road last year. The Buckeyes 7-1 and all-time against the Cornhuskers. Ohio State has never lost in Columbus. Their only loss to Nebraska was on the road under Luke Fickle in 2011, so that very, very strange season for Ohio State. So historically, the Buckeyes have dominated the Cornhuskers. I expect that to continue this season. I expect a Week 1 victory at the shoe for Ohio State. So starting off 1-0 in my book are the Ohio State Buckeyes, but then we move to week number two at Penn State. That game, a very, very tricky one early for Ohio State. A lot to worry about because Penn State is obviously very good. Right now, pick to finish, I believe, third in the Big Ten to start this season. That would mean they'd finish second in the East behind Ohio State with Wisconsin coming in second overall and first in the West. But a Halloween game at Penn State, and normally that would make me very, very nervous, especially because it's probably Ohio State's toughest game of the season, maybe not their biggest game of the season because you have to reserve that for the final week against Michigan, but maybe their toughest game of the season, and it's early on. But because there are not going to be fans at this game for Penn State at Beaver Stadium, it doesn't worry me as much. Ohio State right now has three consecutive victories against the Nittany Lions. The game last year, Ohio State won 28-17 in Columbus. So not necessarily the tightest game ever, 28-17, a, a pretty handy win there for Ohio State but closer than most other teams play Ohio State in the Big Ten. We obviously have the history these past few seasons against Penn State. Really, really tight games. The last loss, of course, coming in 2016 at Penn State. 
but no fans this year, so that means no whiteout. That doesn't worry me as much for Ohio State at Penn State. But the one thing that I will say that I really have noticed, particularly in the NFL these first couple of weeks this season, is that momentum in games, no matter if you're the home team or the away team, is determined really by what goes on on the sideline, whether or not your team is into the game. So because it's early in the season, that maybe worries me a little bit for Ohio State. It's their first road game. They're going to have to be ready to play. If this were an Urban Meyer team, I think I would be a little bit more nervous. But because it's Ryan Day, last season, Ohio State was ready to play every single game. There weren't those worried moments that we had when Ohio State was coached by Urban Meyer. Maybe teams hanging around, the Buckeyes letting their opponent hang around, playing to their team's level in certain games. But I felt like last season we didn't see that with Ryan Day. And I feel like his teams are ready to go from kickoff every single game. So because this is a Ryan Day team, because there are no fans on the road at Penn State this year, no whiteout, I expect Ohio State to come away with a victory in this game. It's a Halloween game. There's going to be weird vibes. You know it's going to be a strange broadcast, probably a lot of added theatrics because it's Halloween. But I believe Ohio State comes away with this primetime game starting off their season 2-0. and then you move to week three against Rutgers. What do you got to say? Ohio State 6-0 all-time against the Scarlet Knights. Last year, they won 56-21. to That's actually the closest game that Ohio State and Rutgers has ever played. But there's a new wrinkle this season. Greg Schiano back in charge at Rutgers, rejoining them as their head coach. So I expect it to be a little bit tougher of a game. Greg Schiano knows Ohio State well. He knows the players on this roster well. But again... It's still Rutgers, and it's still Ohio State. I think the Buckeyes easily move to 7-0 all-time against the Scarlet Knights. So starting off 3-0 Ohio State, moving on to November 14th, travel to Maryland. Ohio State 6-0 all-time against the Terps. They won 73-14 last season. Not a whole lot you can say here. Maryland played Ohio State tough the last time the Buckeyes were at Maryland. That game, of course, going to overtime, but Ohio State pulling out a victory in that one. Again, that was an Urban Meyer team maybe playing down to the competition. I think Ryan Day has the team ready to go against Maryland. Ohio State moves to 4-0 to start off the season. And and while I'm saying Ohio State has his team, or while I'm saying Ryan Day, rather, has his teams ready for every game, you've got to remember that this is a shortened season. It's not the usual 12 games. This is an eight-game regular season, plus the ninth game uh, potentially being a Big Ten championship for Ohio State. Because it's a shorter season, I think there's going to be a greater sense of urgency for Ohio State and even more reason to be ready to go for all these games. So I have Ohio State starting off 4-0 this season. Then we move on to November 21st against Indiana. That one will be in Columbus. The Buckeyes have 24 consecutive victories against the Indiana Hoosiers. They won 51-20 last season. I have no worries about that game. I think it'll be an easy victory for Ohio State starting off 5-0. Then we move to November 28th at Illinois. I talked about potential trap games a little bit earlier. This is my trap game for the Ohio State Buckeyes this season. It's away from Ohio State's kind of mid to late season where Ohio State might get a little bit lackadaisical. If they've dominated teams to start off, maybe they're feeling good going into Illinois like this is a team they could destroy. They haven't played Illinois in a couple of seasons. They last played in 2017. Ohio State won 52-14. to 
The Buckeyes have beaten Illinois eight straight times, but Illinois is going to have a little bit of a new look this season. We saw it towards the end of last year for the Fighting Illini. They started to play better. Lovey Smith had them going in the right direction. Now let's talk about their offense, because I think this is where they might surprise Ohio State, and especially given that Ohio State has a young secondary this season. They've got Sean Wade back, but outside of Sean Wade, the Ohio State secondary is pretty unproven. A lot of young players, a lot of talent, mind you, there's a lot of talent in the defensive backfield for Ohio State, but a lot of inexperience. And there's a lot of experience on the Illinois offense, particularly in their passing game, that if Ohio State struggles to start the season in the defensive backfield, I feel like Illinois may be able to exploit those inexperienced defensive backs. Let's start off at quarterback for the Illini. Brandon Peters, Michigan transfer, is back at quarterback. He helps that offense a lot. He turned it on towards the end of last season. They started to throw the ball a lot better. So it starts with Brandon Peters. Because they have an experienced quarterback, because they have a competent quarterback, that automatically makes things more difficult on Ohio State. Now let's talk about his weapons a little bit. They've got Luke Ford. He was the top tight end recruit in the nation in 2018. He finally gets to play football after transferring from Georgia and sitting out last season. It was very well documented. He wanted to get out of Georgia, return home to Illinois. So they have essentially one of the top tight ends in the nation. Luke Ford back with Illinois now. He's going to be a key weapon for Brandon Peters this season. And you might say, oh, great, they have a tight end. Can Ohio State just key in on the tight end, want to stop that guy? Well, we got to talk about the wide receivers for Illinois as well. They've got Josh Amaterbebe. He's going to be one of the top wide receivers in all of college football this season. He established a solid connection with Brandon Peters last season after coming over from USC. Feels like half the USC roster is transferred to Illinois, by the way. But Josh Amaterbebe, he has a great connection with Brandon Peters. They linked up for something like 600 yards last season. So both of those guys feel confident in each other. So a solid number one receiver for Illinois, a solid tight end, but there are even more weapons for the Illini. Their number two receiver, Brian Hightower, he transfers in from Miami. He's expected to be pretty darn legit for Illinois this season. A really good athlete who didn't get a whole lot of time at Miami, but he's expected to slot in at the number two. He could be a big surprise in the Big Ten this season when it comes to the all-Big Ten teams. He's a guy that is very, very athletic. He could mean a lot to this Illinois offense this season. And I've talked about two wide receivers, but they have a lot more depth at wide receiver, too. They've got a couple of other key transfers that have come in. Just a very, very athletic group and two really strong receivers for Brandon Peters to throw to on top of Luke Ford at tight end. Now, finally, Illinois has what I've read about to be a very, very solid offensive line going into this season. That remains to be seen because in 2017, if you remember, they had a lot of trouble stopping the Ohio State defensive line, so it's expected to be improved going into this season. So I think that could be the one trap game for Ohio State. Do I expect Ohio State to lose that game? No, I think Ohio State will win handily. But If we come out and we see Ohio State's defensive backfield struggle like it did a couple seasons ago, that could be a key game, especially if Brandon Peters comes out and looks strong to start the season, if he's spreading the ball around to guys like Luke Ford, Josh Amaterbebe, and Brian Hightower, who I talked about. If that's all happening for Illinois, if they're clicking, that could be a tough game for Ohio State. But like I said, I still expect a victory for the Buckeyes. I still expect them to start off 6-0. Then let's move on to Michigan State. December 5th, 
in East Lansing. I expect for a lot of people that this will be maybe that trap game that a lot of people pick for Ohio State just because of a little bit of history with Michigan State, some tough losses at the hands of the Spartans. But Ohio State has won four straight games against Michigan State. The Spartans have not looked good these past couple of seasons. Ohio State beat them handily 34-10 to last year. And think about this. Ohio State last lost on the road in East Lansing in 1999. So Ohio State has not lost on the road to Michigan State in over two decades. So I don't expect it to happen this year. And remember, Michigan State has a brand new head coach this season. Mel Tucker is coming over from Colorado. He went 5-7 and seven at the helm of Colorado last season. He's obviously going to have some better players, I believe, at Michigan State, but a first-year head coach coming into a team that struggled the past couple of seasons, I do not expect them to be able to touch Ohio State. So that means a 7-0 start in my book for Ohio State, bringing us to the game against Michigan December 12th at the Shoe. The Buckeyes, of course, it's well-documented. They've beat the Michigan Wolverines eight consecutive seasons. Last year, they dominated them on the road in Ann Arbor, 56-27. to Ohio State has not lost to Michigan in Columbus in two decades. They have not lost the Wolverines in Columbus since the year 2000. Again, I do not expect it to happen this season. I think Ohio State is just too good. They have too good a quarterback. They have too many weapons. They've got key guys coming back in Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade. This team feels like they were robbed of an opportunity to play LSU in the national championship last year. They are going to be motivated, and they are not going to lose to Michigan this year. Nine straight victories against Michigan. I predict it, and I predict Ohio State will go 8-0, earning themselves a spot in the Big Ten championship game. Now, everybody believes that that game will be played against Wisconsin. If it is, I'm excited because I think Wisconsin's going to be good playing out of the West this season in the Big Ten. And remember that Week 9 in the Big Ten Conference, it's going to be the one seed versus the one seed in each division. It's going to be the two seed versus the two seed, the three seed versus the three seed, and so on. So that Week 9 is going to be very, very exciting. But for Ohio State, I expect it to be a victory over whoever they play out of the West and I expect Ohio State to move to 9-0 and and earn themselves a spot in the college football playoff. Now, with that in mind, let's talk about some betting odds for Ohio State on the season. Now remember, make these bets online at betonline.ag, and hopefully I'm able to help you make a little bit of money. Now, Ohio State, for their regular season win total, the over-under is at 8.5. So that includes that Big Ten championship game as the regular season. Like I said... I expect Ohio State to go 9-0 this regular season. So for me, you got to hammer that over. It's a dangerous bet being uh, at 8.5 because Ohio State can't afford to lose a game for you to hit that bet. But the Buckeyes, one of the best teams in the nation, I expect them to go 9-0 and hit that over. Make yourself a little bit of money there. Now, a couple of other odds. Ohio State is minus 145 to win the Big Ten Championship this season. So far and away, the favorite to win the Big Ten title. Wisconsin has the second best odds. They're plus 830. Penn State, the third best odds. They're at 1,075 plus 1,075. So if they were to face off against Wisconsin in the Big Ten title and upset Ohio State in that Week 2 game, a big opportunity to make some money on Penn State there. Then Michigan, they've got the fourth best odds to win the Big Ten Conference. They are plus 1,225. So obviously, Ohio State far and away the favorite to win the Big Ten Championship this season. 
Now, to win the national championship, Ohio State, one of the favorites to win the national championship. They're only plus 350 to win the national title, 3.5 to 1. So the Buckeyes, obviously heavy favorites in the Big Ten. And given the plus 350, they've got pretty good odds when it comes to winning the national championship as well. So for Ohio State, I expect them to go 9-0 this season, win the Big Ten championship, and earn themselves a spot in the national title game. So we've gone over the schedule. It's great to have a schedule set for the rest of the Big Ten Conference as well. Great to be able to talk about Ohio State getting back on the field. In the coming weeks, we're going to talk about the Ohio State offense. We're going to talk about the Ohio State defense, potentially some younger players that could contribute. We're going to break all that down, but I thought it was in our best interest to go over the schedule as it has come out this week. Just go over the schedule heading into this season, give you my thoughts on each game for Ohio State. Obviously, we're going to break things down even more when it comes to uh, the week-by-week games. You know, we're going to talk about Nebraska a whole lot when it comes to that game, going to talk about Penn State a whole lot, and so on. But just my early thoughts on the schedule release for Ohio State. Thought I'd toss in that trap game as well. And and really, that's all going to depend on on how each of those teams look to start the season. If Illinois comes out passing the football well, then I think Ohio State might have a little bit of trouble with them. And on the same page, if Ohio State comes out and they struggle defending the pass, I think they're going to struggle in that game as well. So that's my trap game, November 28th at Illinois. But I expect Ohio State to win that game, like I said, and I expect them to go 9-0 this regular season and earn themselves a spot in that college football playoff. So right now we're going to shift over to Ohio State players in the National Football League, and it was a tough, tough week for Buckeyes in the NFL. Frankly, it was a tough week for the National Football League as a whole, just because so many big-time players got hurt, and unfortunately, many of them were former Ohio State Buckeyes. Now, first and foremost, the 49ers' best player, Nick Bosa, defensive end, unfortunately tore his ACL in their game on Sunday. He's lost for the season. The Colts had a couple of tough injuries themselves. Paris Campbell tore his PCL. He's going to be out indefinitely. That hurts for Paris Campbell because he was hurt last season, missed the entire year, looked promising in week one, had pretty good chemistry with their new quarterback, Phillip Rivers, but he tears his PCL in week two. Remains to be seen if he's going to be able to play this season. Just sucks for a guy like Paris Campbell that works so hard and you love to watch play. And similarly, Malik Hooker, he's my all-time favorite Ohio State Buckeye. I loved what he did in his lone season playing safety at Ohio State. He tore his Achilles, unfortunately, in Week 2, a guy that has struggled so mightily to stay on the field in his NFL career for the Colts after being selected in the first round a couple of seasons ago. He's going to be lost for the season with a torn Achilles. So the Colts suffer big blows on offense, Paris Campbell with the torn PCL, and on defense, Malik Hooker with the torn Achilles. In Denver, Draymond Jones, defensive lineman, suffered a knee bruise. It looked like it could be bad for him at the time of the injury, but it's since been revealed he's only going to miss a couple of weeks. So for all intents and purposes, pretty good sign there for Denver. Draymond Jones going to be healthy, but it just sucks to have all those guys hurt. Nick Bosa, Paris Campbell, Malik Hooker, Draymond Jones. Unfortunately for those guys, they're going to be missing time. Bosa the full season, Paris Campbell out indefinitely, could be the full season, and Malik Hooker is going to be out for the full season as well. So that sucks to see for Ohio State Buckeyes, and it sucks to see for the NFL just because all of those players are so important and so good for their teams. But now let's talk about the good that Ohio State Buckeyes did in the NFL in Week 2. 
Chase Young remains on a tear to start the season, two and a half sacks to start the year, follows up his one and a half sack performance in week one with another sack against the Cardinals in week two. Unfortunately, the Washington football team unable to win that game, and unfortunately for me, that was the only pick that I lost this week, but we're going to get to those in just a few more moments, as right now we're going to move over to Baltimore. J.K. Dobbins impressed with a pair of touchdowns in Week 1. A little bit quieter for J.K. Dobbins in Week 2. He only had two carries, also had a catch, but he made the most of his two carries for the Ravens. 48 yards on two carries out of the backfield for J.K. Dobbins. So uh, not a whole lot of action for J.K. this week, but we'll see how they use him going forward. And then also with Washington, Terry McLaurin had a massive, massive day catching passes from Dwayne Haskins. McLaurin, seven catches for 125 yards and a touchdown. That's just great to see for Terry McLaurin, a guy that was drafted probably to be a three or a four receiver contributing on special teams. He has absolutely blossomed his first season and now into his second season in the NFL. Looks like a true number one for Dwayne Haskins in Washington. Just a very, very solid week two for Terry McLaurin. Seven catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Now we're going to go over my picks last week from the NFL, and I was red hot. Now remember, in case you're joining me for the first time, every single week I pick the Bengals, the Washington football team, the Saints, the Raiders, the Lions, and the Colts because they all have the most Ohio State players in the league. On top of those games, I pick Sunday night football and I pick Monday night football. And like I said last week, I had a very, very good week. On Thursday night, it was the Bengals and the Browns. I had the Bengals plus six. They covered that game, so I started 1-0. Second game, Sunday at 1 Eastern, it was the Lions and the Packers. I picked the Packers to beat the Lions by 5.5. They did exactly that, so I started off 2-0. Game number three was the Vikings at the Colts. I had the Colts favored by three in that game. They hit that, so I started off 3-0. Then we moved to the late game at 4.05. It was the Washington football team playing the Cardinals in Arizona. I thought Washington, after covering in Week 1 against the Eagles, was going to follow up with another solid performance in Week 2 against Arizona. That unfortunately did not happen. They did not cover the 6.5-point spread, so that was my only loss this week. 3-1 and one to start things off. Then we move to Sunday Night Football, the Patriots and the Seahawks. My pick was the Seahawks by 4. They covered. They beat the Patriots in that game, so I start off 4-1. and one. Then Monday Night Football, the Saints and the Raiders. My pick was the Raiders covering 5.5 points just because I think the Saints have not looked good to start this season. I didn't like what they did in Week 1 against the Buccaneers. Then they didn't look good in Week 2. I win that bet. The Raiders cover 5.5 points and beat the Saints outright like I predicted. So I go 5-1 and one in Week 2. Now to start the season, I am 9-6 and six overall. So feeling pretty good heading into week three, and how about we just get right into it? Week number three picks. Game number one, Sunday at 1 Eastern, the Washington football team at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns in that game favored by seven points. That is my pick. I'm going with Cleveland minus seven. Game number two, Sunday, also at 1 Eastern. It's the Raiders visiting the New England Patriots. The Raiders are seven-point underdogs in that game, despite just beating the Saints outright. I'm going to go with the Raiders again. I like them covering seven points. I think they might win that game outright, so I'm going to go Raiders plus seven. 
Game number three, also Sunday at 1 Eastern, it's the Bengals at the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles are a fraud team. I think they have looked atrocious to start this season. The Bengals are six-point underdogs in this game. I'm going to have them covering those six points, and just like I said with the Raiders winning outright in New England, I think the Bengals might win outright in Philadelphia. So I've got the Bengals plus six. On to pick number four, Sunday at 4.05 Eastern Time, starting off with the late games now. It's the Jets in Indianapolis taking on the Colts. The Colts are 10-point favorites in that game, and I think they're going to cover that. I've got the Colts by 10 in that game because, frankly, I think the Jets are the worst team in the NFL this season. On to pick five now at 425 Eastern on Sunday. It's the Lions in Arizona taking on the Cardinals. My pick, the Cardinals, by six and a half in that game just because I'm never going to pick the Lions. I don't like the Lions whatsoever. I do not think they're good. I think their offense just doesn't have it. They're probably going to have Kenny Galladay coming back at wide receiver this week, but I just don't like what they do. I don't like the Lions. I don't think they have it, and I think the Cardinals are underrated this season. I think the Cardinals are going to surprise a lot of people in that game. I think they're going to handle Detroit, and I think they're going to cover that 6.5-point spread, so I've got the Cardinals minus 6.5 in that game. Now on to Sunday night football. It's a good one. I think this game is going to be very entertaining. A lot of offense in this game, I think. It's the Packers in New Orleans taking on the Saints. The Saints are three and a half point favorites in that game. So the Packers, three and a half point dogs. I never like taking the Packers because obviously I'm a Chicago Bears fan. But I'm going to take the Packers covering three and a half points. And I think they're going to beat the Saints outright on Sunday night football. Because like I hinted at a little bit earlier... I just don't like what the Saints are to start this season. I think Drew Brees is really starting to fall off. I don't think the arm strength is there for him. I think the accuracy has faltered a little bit at times. I love Alvin Kamara. I think he's been just awesome to start this season, but I just don't think the Saints have it. I don't think they've looked good these first couple of weeks, so I like the Packers outright. My pick is the Packers plus 3.5 for Sunday Night Football in Week 3. Now we'll move on to my final pick. And we'll finish off the episode Monday Night Football, my seventh pick this week. It's the Chiefs at the Ravens. This is definitely the game of the season early on. I think it might be the game of the season in week three for this entire season. The Chiefs at the Ravens on Monday Night Football. The Ravens three and a half point favorites in this game. I like the Chiefs covering the three and a half. I still think the Ravens will win this game, but I think they quite literally might win by one point, something like that. I just have a feeling about a Justin Tucker last-second field goal to win in Baltimore. But no doubt, I think this is going to be an extremely entertaining game. The high-powered offenses of both teams, the young star quarterbacks, the two MVPs of both of these teams, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, I'm so excited for Monday Night Football this coming week. The Chiefs at the Ravens. Like I said, the Ravens, three-and-a-half-point favorites. But my pick for Monday Night Football is the Chiefs plus three-and-a-half. So those are my picks this week. Like I said, five-and-one last week, feeling good going into week three, nine-and-six overall. That does it for Buckeyes in the NFL. So eager to start talking more and more about the Ohio State football program, what we've got going on in the Big Ten, what we've got going across the rest of the college football landscape as well. So much more coming in these weeks ahead. Like I said, we're going to go offensive breakdowns. We're going to go defensive breakdowns. We might even go position breakdowns underclassmen breakdowns, all that stuff is coming up as we approach week one, Ohio State facing off against Nebraska, October 24th. So plenty of time until that happens just about 
a month until game number one for Ohio State. So plenty of time to cover a lot. You and I have a lot to talk about, and I absolutely cannot wait. So that's going to do it for this week of Believe in Ohio State. I thank you immensely for joining me this week. I hope you're trailing my picks. I hope you're getting them in at betonline.ag because I'm red hot right now. Hope to make you a little bit of money. But again, I thank you for joining me, and I cannot wait to talk to you next week on Believe in Ohio State. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.